0: Luke talks with a special guest about one of their most significant personal experiences. View our YouTube page to watch the video version of this podcast and access more of our resources. Hey, Crossroads. Pastor Luke here. Welcome to Defining Moments. Thanks for joining us again for the weekly conversational show where I have a special guest. Today's special guest is Anna changed recently. Anna, why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself, who you are, and how you got here.
1: Yeah, so I am, like you said, Anna Wiles, (laughs) still getting used to the new name. Um, So yeah, I have been at Crossroads um, pretty much my whole life, except for a short period of time where I lived in a different country. Um, Hmm. But even then, I was still connected to the church. Um, I feel super blessed and privileged to have grown up in such a great place and come to know the Lord at such a young age. Um, but I currently am involved in a lot of different areas. Um, you might have seen me on the worship team. I also help out with the young adults ministry, lead a small group with my husband um, and kind of help out wherever we're needed. So <laughs> probably see me around, but yeah, That's happy to be here.
0: Great. Have you led worship in East Windsor yet? Have
1: you- I have. Yeah. Right. Yep. A couple times. I'm in East Hartford a lot more often than I'm in East Windsor, but sometimes they have me come over and fill in or... Trust me, I about. understand. I
0: definitely bounce around <laughs> yeah. here and <or> there. <laughs> definitely. Awesome. So we're talking about significant moments in life. So Anna, I want you to tell us about something we call a defining moment. You know, something that had a lasting impact that changed you or affected you that kind of had some, uh, some significant bearing on who you are. Sure. So
1: I had a really hard time coming up with one thing to talk about. Um... But I think what I'll talk about now is a decision I made my senior year of high school to switch to online school instead of continuing, um, going to school in person. Uh, I actually, it's pretty funny. My dad made me give like this whole presentation to him on why this was a good decision and he should allow me to switch. So I made a PowerPoint,
0: like it was this whole thing. Um, Uh, can we bring that PowerPoint up real quick? Oh, honestly, I should have have been funny, but,
1: um, yeah, so it was obviously a big decision. Um, In the high school that I was in, um, I was super involved. It was a very rigorous program. So I had like five plus hours of homework a night. So it basically, my whole life was school, which wasn't a bad thing. Like I was learning and it was great. Um, but at the time I had some opportunities to be recording and producing some of my original music. Um, I had been offered a job to work at the church. Um, there was just a lot of other opportunities and I made the decision to switch to online. And I think the trajectory of, my life now would be in a very different Mm. place if I hadn't done that. Um, And part of that is because I ended up doing Liberty University's online high school program. Okay. Um, And I ended up dual enrolling in college classes too. And from that, I continued through Liberty for my college. Uh, And my original plan was actually to go abroad um, for college. And I think things would have looked a lot different if I had done that. Um, I mean, for one, I ended up finding out Um, after I started taking classes about their ethnomusicology program, which...
0: Uh, That is a big word right there. I (laughs) like that.
1: um, Basically, the easiest way I found to explain it is similar to how you might go into a different country and speak English with an interpreter. It works, but it's not very effective because you lose things like intonation and tone and emphasis. It's the same way with music. Um, Basically, ethnomusicology is just studying the music of other cultures. So if similar to what we talked about with the interpreter, it's the same way with music. So if a lot of missionaries will bring music from the Western world and just do it in someone's native language, which technically speaking works, but it's not very effective because it's not the musical style of that culture. So ethnomusicology is basically, okay, how do I do research and analysis of any given community's musical style? And how do I create new music that fits into that style? Um, And I would have never heard about this if I hadn't gone to Liberty and um, I ended up having like an extra credit I had to take and I called and they asked like, what are your interests? And I was like, well, I like music. I like, um, you know, intercultural studies, you know, missions. And they told me about this program and I really felt like this is something God is calling me to do. Um, And like I said, if I had never switched to online, I wouldn't have ever heard of it. And then also there's the side of, I probably wouldn't have gotten together with my husband because I would have been somewhere else. So, you know, God knew what he was doing and worked it all out. Um, But it's funny because like if it was up to my own desires, I really wanted to go abroad again. I had lived abroad, I loved it, I really have a heart for um, the lost abroad. And, you know, if it was just, oh, what does Anna wanna do? Well, let's go somewhere fun, like let's, let's go study and have my college years somewhere different. Um, And I really didn't feel like that's where God was calling me to go. And it was kind of a struggle inside of me to listen to that and to stay and to continue in online schooling and kind of the path that I felt God had me on. And so learning to listen to his voice and kind of surrender my own desires kind of led me to where I am now. And I'm so happy, and I know this is where God has me, even with what I studied in my undergrad and what I'm currently doing for work as I study ethnomusicology, it kind of all came together, and I know that God's hand was in all of it, so.
0: Okay, so there was a lot in there, so that, yeah. that is, <laughs> aside, from just, aside from just giant words. So yeah. first off, bring me back for a second, not necessarily to the whole PowerPoint, but like, what <laughs> was your main thought? Like, what was the main reason this is why I want to go to online school, because... I think, like, homeschool folk might be more familiar, but I would think the average high school would be like, hold on, it's your senior year, and this is the year you want to make a change? Like, most people aren't like, yeah, senior year, I'm going to change schools.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so there was a lot of stuff going on at the time. Like I mentioned briefly, um, I had some opportunities to be recording and producing some of my original music, Um, and I honestly just did not have the time. If I continued in the high school where I was, like I said, I had... A rigorous course load, lots of homework. Um, the the school requ- required extracurricular activities, so I had to be at school till like five or six at night for my the after school programs, and so it just wasn't feasible to pursue that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that open door that was there if I continued in school. Um, also, my dad was working based in a different country at the time, and so for me to be able to go visit and have the flexibility in my schedule, um, I wouldn't be able to be <laughs> in a strict school like that. Um, and then also, you know, there was an opportunity that opened to work at the church, um, and I felt like that was a good place for me. I was, um, offered a position as Pastor Paul's assistant to start, and then I also became Sandra's assistant. Um, but working under the worship pastor, I knew I would learn and grow a lot in my musicality, um, and kind of the behind the scenes of worship. Um, and so I knew that was another place where God could really grow me, um, so, yeah, kind of a combination of all those things.
0: <laughs> so I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it kind of sounds to me like it was, hey, do one more year of high school the regular way yeah. or, like, kind of start your life after high school just a year earlier. Yeah, right? pretty I mean, much. I'm sure you had classes, but, like, and and online is more similar to being in college anyway. So yeah, it was kind exactly. of, like, almost like graduating a year early and getting started with, like, jobs and hobbies and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Actually, okay. it's funny you say that because I had tried – My junior year of high school, I had every single credit required for graduation except for one English credit, and I tried to convince the school to let me just come take an English class and then graduate early, and they said no, so I tried to graduate early.
0: Did you (laughs) try to tell Liberty that? Like, listen, I just need one English class. (laughs) Like, Let's just do this one class.
1: Yeah, and then Liberty had its own requirements, so I had to go and take some of like the introductory courses that you have to take to graduate from them, so there was that too, but I mean, it, it all worked out great, and like I said, I wouldn't have ever even considered online school for college. Um, If I hadn't switched to that for high school and it all worked out really well, so.
0: Okay. So listen, no shade on Liberty. I am a Liberty student as well. (laughs) Did you find it a little easier going to Liberty from this big, like 20 hour a day school?
1: Yes. Um, Especially the high school level courses. So I legitimately had a gym a gym class where I had to take videos of myself like doing workouts like that <laughs> I'm like I would it would take me like an hour because I would start busting out laughing every single time I tried to take the video my mom would get so you frustrated. the like, person who's
0: watching that would be like, "Yep, i doing so gym." Like.
1: Actually, when I went for my high school graduation, I went to Liberty to walk for my graduation. I saw the gym teacher who made like the videos, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, <laughs> I'm going. guys like- watching all. <laughs> All of the kids' workout videos, like, it's so weird. But, yeah, yeah I mean, I did, like I said, I did dual enroll, so I took some college classes, too, Um, which, I mean, they weren't extremely challenging, but they were more challenging than the high school classes, and I felt like they were valuable. Like, I was learning things that were applicable to my life and things. So,
0: yeah. Very cool. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> Very cool. Yep. Okay, so all of that then kind of sets you in a more – Hartford, Connecticut, you know, phase of life or continuation from, from here on. So is it, is it your senior year of high school that you do the music class or your senior year of college? When do you take that, the ethnomusicology? So that
1: that was, I think my first or second year, um, taking strictly college classes through Liberty. Um, I had, like I said, an extra credit, which is like a, just an elective course I had to take. And I really had no idea what to take. So I ended up calling like their support, Liberty Support Services. Um, and I was like, hey, like what are options? And like I said, they asked me about my interests. Um, and then they told me about the ethnomusicology program. Funny story, I actually didn't get to take an ethnomusicology class yet um, because I enrolled for it and not enough people were in the class. So they just canceled it. And it wasn't like... A class from the actual program. It was just like an undergraduate elective course. Um, and so that's why, well, but th- that's just kind of how my interest in that started and how I kind of felt God start to call me and expose me to that kind of realm of study, I guess you could say.
0: I wonder if it was just the title of the class. Maybe that was like, came <laughs> off like a little intimidating. I was like, like what? Like, oh, what?
1: No. Yeah, no, honestly, they, they're like, oh, you should take an ethnomusicology. And I'm like, what? Like, I have never heard of this before. And it's so crazy how God kind of orchestrates things because it's something I've never heard of before. It Now that I'm looking at it, it perfectly kind of combines all my interests and passions and um, gifts and talents that God has given me. Um, and it's funny because it it's something that will allow me to be a part of missions abroad while still being based in the United States, um, which is where I kind of feel God wants me to stay, you know, especially because of relationships I've built and sure. ministry that I'm doing here and supporting my husband and what he's doing. So it's, I don't know, it's it's cool how everything works out and 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 God has had his hand on the whole situation.
0: Okay, so so walk through a little bit, like down the road a bit. You're going to pick a culture? You're going to pick a musical style? Like how, so where good do you question. start?
1: So most people... I, I've done a lot of research since finding out about this. I've connected with um a lot of they're called ethnodoxologists, which basically yeah, is they just are. <laughs> in, instead of like just studying the music, it's specific
0: to worship. Like, like docs and doxology yeah, is exactly. Okay.
1: Um so I've connected with some people who do this um full time and talk to them and I've uh kind of joined an online group of people who study this to, just to kind of find out more about it and what I need to learn and study and do to prepare myself. Um And most people who do this um, end up specializing, like you're saying, in a specific region or country. So I don't know, like I'm going to become an expert in this part of India's music. I'm going to live there. I'm going to equip the locals. I'm going to work with them, whatever. Um, And I feel called to do something a little different. I don't know what it's going to look like. I just am trying to be diligent in my studies now to prepare. Um, But I feel like um, God is calling me to be a sort of consultant for new missionaries just starting. Um, Because if you think about it, a new missionary going somewhere who's not musical, it would be impossible to create music that's effective where you are if you don't already have locals coming alongside you, especially if you're getting newly established somewhere. And so what I kind of envision is that I could be someone who could come in short-term, do some research come back to the States and create digital music resources to send back to them to use. Okay. Um, Cause if you think about it, a lot of times music is the first thing you hear when you walk into a church building, when Absolutely. you walk into a community outreach center, whatever it might be. And if it already feels contrary to someone's culture, at the very least, you've missed an opportunity to connect with people. Um, or someone could walk in and feel like, Oh, this is not for me. This is not something that I'm familiar with. It doesn't sit right with me. Um, yeah, right. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know what it will look like. Um, But I'm sure that God will open doors and show me
0: where he wants me. No, it makes a lot of sense. Now, I'm not very musical. I'm kind (laughs) of the other end of the spectrum. But, you know, one of the things that churches and especially missions get some flack for is kind of going into another culture and being like, okay, here's how you do it. Like, and it's just our way. It's the, you know, white evangelical way. And it's like, no, this is is just the way it all is supposed to work. And then they're like, I can't understand why no one wants to come to our thing. Yeah. And why we need like... uh, a different way to draw people in, so it yeah. makes a lot of sense to start with the music. Now, I will say, being not super musical, yeah. I wonder <laughs> if I would really catch the difference.
1: You would. So, I I actually um, wrote a paper uh, for a psych- so my undergraduate degree was in psychology, um, and I ended up writing a paper about uh, music and, like, the differences in different cultures just to kind of start to study it because you could choose any topic you wanted. And it does kind of go hand-in-hand hand with the psychology of cultures and stuff. So um, it I forget what the specific region was, but it was talking about, like, even the key signatures or the the types of sounds they use are so drastically different. Like, I listened to some of this music, and it did not sound good to my ears. Okay. Um, and it's interesting. You can think it goes the same way reverse. People right. could hear music that were we've been hearing our whole lives you know it your brain almost like tunes into that kind of those kind of key signatures those kind of tempos those kind of musical instruments and when you hear something else it's like oh like it sounds like banging pots and pans like it doesn't sound right and other people might feel the same way about our music on the flip side and so it's it's really interesting um if you really get into the nitty-gritty of it but huh
0: okay okay (laughs) really I'm I'm definitely stretching myself trying to, you know, get my best musical brain <laughs> together. Do you think you'll be using like different instruments? I mean, or are you going are you going over like the keyboard and you're like, "Hmm, not piano, not organ. I need like the <laughs> get the right sound, yeah. sound. I need like a didgeridoo like what?"
1: Um, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know where I'll be doing this or what it'll look like. I have a lot left to learn, um, which is why I probably technically don't need a degree to do this, but I really need to be equipped and learn what I need to learn to to be able to do this. And so I haven't really started my studies yet. I'm just getting started. Um, I do imagine there will be a lot of different instruments. I might partner with other people who can come record things for me. Um, There's a lot of digital resources now, um, sure. Through like Logic Pro, you can they have loops with different kinds of instruments. Um, you can mimic most instruments through a keyboard if you have the right settings um, for like the MIDI instruments. Or there's a lot of options out there. Nice. I am not an expert in all types of instruments not or yet. how to play. So <laughs> I'll definitely need to partner with people and I have a lot left to learn. So good question. Don't really know the answer. I'll get back to you in a couple of years. <laughs> how have you come
0: back? Yeah. When do you think you'll be done with the degree?
1: Um, so probably two and a half to three years from now, I'll be done with the, like official master's degree for that. Nice. Um, We'll see.
0: Now, I think you should just go get a doctorate so you can be a (laughs) doctor of ethnodoxology and you could, we could really just make that like, you know, just like that business card (laughs) is going to be just like going off the edge and like flipping that around to finish reading the title. I don't know.
1: I think by the time I get through this, I'll be like, I'm done. Like, I want to go use it. But well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Awesome. Never know. So
0: I really admire the hey here we are kind of mid figuring it out you know if you've yeah. talked to a few people in different places in life but a lot of times it's like okay you know I've kind of come through it all I kind yeah. of know he, here is the journey and yeah, maybe it's not ending but like I've you know I got a lot of the journey behind me right. So there are presumably some people who are going to watch listen maybe some people from young adults or youth who so let's think for a minute in a mindset of someone who isn't quite there yet is still kind of discerning and deciding what, what life holds for them. Could you talk a little bit about like how you went about even praying through it, you know, weighing various options, you know, at 17, you know, some people go to college and it's like, okay, so what's your major? Like, how do you know what your major is at 17? Yeah. right. I couldn't make up my mind what job I wanted to work at. I was like, <laughs> ah. and that's, you know, part-time food jobs, not like career job. Yeah. So what, you know, how'd you go about some of that? Just tell us about yourself.
1: That's a good question. Um, I think it's very different for everyone. Um, I feel very privileged that I did have a clear direction where I wanted to go. And I felt like um, God was kind of clearly... Channeling my passions and what he wanted me to do. Okay, okay. Um, for me, I looked at okay, here are the things I'm passionate about. Here are the things I know God has equipped me to do. How can I use this in a way that honors him? Um, and that might not necessarily be ministry, so to speak, something in the church, missionary, whatever. In truth, we're all called to be missionaries wherever we are. Right. Um, and it's actually, I'll kind of sidetrack because this might help kind of explain this. Um, but I had to choose an undergraduate degree before I could go towards ethnomusicology because it was only a master's program. Um, And so when I was choosing that, I ended up going with psychology, um, partly because it kind of does go hand in hand with ethnomusicology, but also because I knew I could get a good job with a psychology degree in the meantime um, or something to do part-time while I was studying for ethnomusicology. And um, even if I was, you know, doing short-term trips and, you know, doing the music thing, I could have a part-time job at the same time. And honestly, I didn't really care that much about the degree. I just wanted to get through it to get to what I really wanted to do. Um, And that was a big mistake because, well, it wasn't a big mistake. I I studied and I did well, but I wasn't really paying as close attention to things. And I just wanted to get through it as fast as I could. Um, And in the end, God kind of brought me on this other path where I ended up doing an internship because I had to for my degree um, in early intervention for kids with autism. And now I'm doing that as my work, as I'm studying okay. for music. And it's something else that I'm very passionate about that I love, that I feel like this is a job where God has me, where I can be a light to my coworkers and these families who are, you know, going through hard times, births of three, just finding out their child wow. is okay. developmentally delayed and, you know, kind of struggling with that and grappling with that. And I'm able to be an encouragement and I love working with the kids. It's just this whole other thing I never thought I would do. Um that I know God has me where He has me for a reason. Mm. And I could have easily just been like, you know what, let me just get through this psychology and move on to what I want to do and have missed this opportunity for where God has me now. Um and so I guess that's the encouragement I would give to people is don't get so stuck on something you want to do or if you're confused, like kind of just take some classes, figure out um, what you enjoy, what you're passionate about, and really consult with God. Lots of prayer, <laughs> lots of talking with people um, who have wisdom and know the Lord and can kind of help and guide you through it. Um, Cause I remember even my dad, he'd be like, honor, like don't rush through this. Like, what's the rush? You know, there's there's no end date you have to finish something by or you know, let like enjoy where you are, figure out, you know, where God has you for now. Um, and I could have missed this whole opportunity, um, and side of things that I'm really enjoying and, and feel like is, is good for now. So I don't know if that answered the question,
0: No, that was great, especially, you know, someone who's in that phase or coming to that phase. No, I think you, I think you very much hit on it. Uh, passions, place got to have you being, being present in the moment, right. Yeah. And those weren't your exact words, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, because
1: it's easy to to project, I don't know, everybody always wants to be in the next stage of life until all of a sudden they're like, oh, where did all the time go? Until you could
0: see 40 around the corner and then it's not (laughs) so amazing anymore. Yeah, it's like,
1: oh, I just want to get to high school, I just want to get to college, I just want to do this, I just want to do that. And by the end of your life, you're like, I was always trying to get to the next thing and I never really was present where I am and took advantage of the opportunities I had and what God could have me to do now. Um, And that's something that's kind of been on my heart lately is you know what let me let me be present where i am let me let mm. god use me where That's i am good. um let's not rush into the next thing um and let's you know follow the Lord, follow his leading and everything now too. So
0: that's great. So I think with, with that as a great place to kind of wrap up. So one of the things we always do, I'm going to close, I'm going to pray for you as well, but you know, before we go for anyone who finds himself in a similar place, you know, there are definitely people like Anna here at Crossroads, like small group leaders, young adults, all those people kind of help you talk through it. I mean, finding a career in a path is a scary thing. And I remember before I was going into ministry, before I knew I was doing it, I was trying to pick a bachelor's degree that was versatile because I was like, you know what? M- I read it, most people change careers like three times in their life oh, on wow. average. So I was like, okay, how can I like be <laughs> able to change career with without, this degree? Yeah, <laughs> without having Not to, go, to back go back to, to school. school? Yeah, how can I like be <laughs> yeah. multi purposing And I, I don't know if that would have worked, but that was like my thought yeah, process yeah, at the time. Yeah. Just because you know it—it's it, hard. So it's a hard place to like pick all of that stuff so yeah yeah, I would not want to be there again I would not (laughs) want to be I think
1: it's okay to not know what you want to do like it's okay to um take time not going to college right away and you know get some sort of job and you know experience some life or to to go to college and take like I was saying tons of different types of classes and figure out where you feel you fit um I don't know it's people have a, a view of what you have to do and what the right <laughs> steps in life <laughs> are. And I don't think there's the same story that fits every single person. Right, and right. Um, a lot of it just comes down to, okay, what what's right for your life? Um, consulting the Lord on that. And yeah, God, what do you want me to do? And just taking the time to pray um, and just ask God, what what is it that you have for me to do that would honor you through my life and the way I lead it? Mm. So. And
0: it's great. All right, on that note, there's nothing better we can say. <laughs> so let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day, for the opportunity to be in your house with your people. God, thank you for Anna and Justin and all the things that they are doing. God, I pray that you would help her in her desire to serve you and to grow in understanding and in musical ability. God, I pray that you would continue to orchestrate her path as you have already done, that you would work together all of the details, all of the things. God, that you would pull in things that seemed unimportant, but turn out to be a part of what you're doing and your plan. And God, I pray for anyone today who is in a similar place of discerning and trying to understand their next steps. God, I pray that they would know that you are with us, that you are for us. God, we know that you have a plan and a purpose and that you still lead and guide today. So God, I pray that you would be with each and every person who finds this whenever they watch it. God, we pray your blessing on everyone in your name. Amen. Amen. All right, Crossroads, thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.